Hello and welcome to Dap Happy, episode six. I'm your host, John Jordan, and and with me this week is no one. Unfortunately, I'm the only uh, person on the podcast this week because there's a holiday coming up in Lithuania and um, everyone at that radar is very busy either being on holiday or um, sorting stuff out before they go on holiday. So I thought um, I would take the opportunity to have a quick run through our DAP Radar Q2 2020 industry report. So every month we do uh, reports about what's going on um, in, in the DAP ecosystem. But every quarter, so every three months, we do these kind of much bigger in-depth reports looking at all the blockchains we cover. And now we cover um, tracking, we're tracking dap, daps across 13 blockchains now. So it's quite a big undertaking. I'm not going to go through this in full detail because it's quite a big report. Um, you can find it on our uh, DAP Radar blog. There's also a video version on our YouTube channel. So please go for those um, for more detail. But I thought I would take the opportunity to just look at some of the headline stuff because there are, there are some interesting kind of uh, kind of big trends um, that are going on that are worth kind of kind of um, pointing out, I suppose. Um, so um, the main the main three blockchains that I'm going to kind of focus on are Ethereum, EOS and Tron. So despite a lot of blockchains launching, um, those kind of three, which have been around now for a number of years, um, are still the ones with the most amount of uh, kind of uh, daily activity on the most amount number of dApps, the most amount of uh, volume or value going into them. I'll briefly touch on some of the smaller ones um, where I think that's interesting, but I'm not going to do like a full a full download um, of all the data because it would take too long. But um, the big headline really is um, a massive jump um, in the amount of uh, transactional volume going on on Ethereum. So across all blockchains, that we that we measure across all the DApps um, in Q2, there was uh, 12 billion dollars worth of USD um, in terms of what we call total transactional volume. So that is um, kind of money going in and out or tokens going in and out of DApps. So that's what we're tracking there. Um, I, I get one ETH and I put it in to make a DAO and I get some die out and I take that die and, and swap it for something else. Um, we're, we're looking at that transactional volume. So it's not it's not that $12 billion of like new money went into um, uh, DAPs, um, but but what we're looking at is really a proportion of that is how much is new money, which we can look at. Um, but then also we're looking at basically the flows, the flows of tokens through various DAPs. Um, and $12 billion is, is fairly substantial. It's the biggest we've ever seen. And it's actually 60% more than in Q1. So from a quarter on quarter growth mechanic, uh, there we've had 60% growth, um, $4.5 billion uh, more in Q2 than Q1. So that's pretty substantial. Um, and uh, the vast majority of that uh, was happening on Ethereum, the, the Ethereum DeFi dApps. So that's things like MakerDAO and Compound, and uh, kind of, uh, yeah, all, all those other kind of things. There's this uh, synthetic, um, a whole bunch of uh, kind of daps, uh, one inch dap, um, it's quite a lot. And what's interesting about those is they kind of build up into a stack. So what you find is people are using, particularly we'll go into a bit more detail, something like Compound, but they're also doing some token swapping at the same time. They're putting collateral into Compound. They're taking, they're borrowing tokens out of Compound. Um, they're using Uniswap to kind of swap things over. They're going into synthetics to, to do some trading against synthetic assets and stuff. So so it all kind of feeds into each other, which is why we have this very big jump um, in a pretty small period of time. And in fact, if we look at this total transactional volume um, of $12 billion, 82% of that is coming from the Ethereum blockchain. 
Um, so that really shows that compared to all the other blockchains, Ethereum, and we've seen this trend for a while, but Ethereum is really accelerating away. Not so much in terms of uh, the daily activity. So we measure the daily active unique wallets that are interacting with these dApps. That's not really changed massively. It's changed a bit, but, but nothing like the amount of uh, change with the amount of volume, the amount of value that's being transacted. So that's kind of what's interesting. Headline figure Ethereum is very, very quickly becoming this kind of um, blockchain of, of uh, kind of financial value, which wasn't something we, we particularly um, thought was going to accelerate so quickly. OK. Um, so uh, let's continue with Ethereum. So interestingly, the, 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 we've seen this kind of big increase in the amount of value being uh, transacted in Ethereum. The price, the, the ETH price hasn't changed very much. That's kind of something that people thought would, would potentially start happening. Um, but the ETH price has stayed pretty much within, within kind of historic um, values which in some ways is good. <laughs> um, well, one, one big kind of impact um, that has happened uh, with all this activity going on in DeFi is the, the gas prices. So a gas, the gas price is the amount it costs to get a transaction saved into the Ethereum blockchain. So there's only a certain number of blocks produced um, in, in, a, in an hour or a day or whatever, and only a certain amount of information that those blocks can store. So what happens is um, as, more as more transactions are going through, um, the only way the system can deal with it, can kind of uh, work out who has priority, is to is to charge more. And obviously, that's a pricing mechanic. So, um, if you're charging more, then people who really want their transaction to go through will, will pay that money. There is a big knock-on effect. If I'm putting a thousand dollars into Compound and the gas fee is five dollars, um, that's kind of okay. That's a small percentage of the value I'm I'm I'm, I'm playing around with. Um, if I want to buy a ten-dollar NFT for a game, a blockchain game. And I'm being charged five dollar gas fee. Um, that actually then has an impact because that's that's like half of the value of what I'm trying to do. So what we found, and I should point out, the, the gas fee isn't a, isn't a, like fixed for every transaction. It depends on how complex the transactions are. Um, but that was just an, an, an analogy. But what we've seen is the gas price has been really high on Ethereum since April, driven not just by but mainly by this DeFi activity, and that has really impacted. Um, gambling uh, to some degree, uh, but massively impacted blockchain games. So blockchain games used to be the the biggest single category in terms of daily activity on Ethereum. Um, they're down um, 80% um, in, in the quarter. They used to have about 10,000 daily active unique wallets on average, get pl uh, people interacting with games on Ethereum. Now it's down to uh, getting closer to 2,000. So a massive drop there. Um, so that's kind of one of the big kind of uh, knock-on effects of this of this kind of uh, increasing activity in DeFi. I was going to say bubble there. It's kind of hard to know if it's a bubble or not because the main thing that's happened with DeFi is, um, in particular, the Compound DApp has released its Comp governance token, and people could earn that token by spending by, by doing more activity in Compound. So what they've been doing is they've been taking assets, putting them into Compound as a collateral then um, maybe doing some swaps, uh, some, some uh, trading, uh, so change the kind of assets they've got to get a better rate and then borrowing um, assets out of comp, uh, compound and then doing, doing that over and over again to, to, to gain more of this comp token because the comp token price has been, um, been going up. So you've seen this kind of what we call ye or yield farming is the, the meme. So people are basically doing a, um, an activity they don't really want to do to gain some sort of um, extra uh, uh, reward. So it's like indirect um indirect uh kind of uh revenue streams because you're not 
earning you're not earning revenue on the on the interest you're earning from putting something in compound which is what compound was designed to do but you're 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 using compound to gain this kind of indirect reward that you think has monetary value so that's really what's driven um, a lot of the activity um really over the quarter um and it, on ethereum we've not seen uh, say games have gone down we've not really seen much happening um gambling's gone up a little bit because there are some high risk dApps. um hex is one of the um i guess the most famous ones which is a, a new coin uh, a new uh, erc20 token that has some interesting um kind of financialized uh, dynamics around it but it's not really a DeFi dap it, it has some 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 interesting risk factors as well so that's that's um been an interesting story although much small in terms of usage um it's also been the the collectible uh dap uh crypto punks also had like a big a big um splurge of activity um in may um so that kind of uh also i mean that's totally unrelated to DeFi. that's just its own kind of dynamic so uh lots going on with ethereum some of it um some of it impacting other aspects of it with the DeFi and the gambling some of it just being um uh, kind of you know driven by what's going on in individual communities um and it, um, really it, the kind of headline really to take away is ethereum is really um not always perfectly um you say increasingly unperfectly imperfectly um but is is showing some of the potential of what you can do with these blockchain dapps um there's lots of developers doing lots of interesting things sometimes it all goes horribly wrong and people lose money and their exploits and stuff gets hacked and unforeseen circumstances happening a lot in defi at the moment because a lot of value is going into them but nevertheless, there's a lot of experimentation going on there across the whole um, Ethereum ecosystem. And we don't really see that in other in other um, blockchains. So with Tron, Tron has really always been a, a blockchain dominated by gambling dApps, and that hasn't changed very much. So 80% of activity uh, and, and uh, value on Tron is coming from gambling and high-risk dApps. That really hasn't changed over time. There's a few DeFi dApps starting to emerge, but haven't really gained much traction yet uh gaming has has really not ever gained any traction on tron um very small numbers of games i guess with tron there's always this idea um, that tron 4.0 the next release will, will allow something else to happen um but we haven't really seen that in the history of tron it's always really been about gambling nothing wrong with that but um you know that, that's really been the the situation eos um has gone through a few interesting stages um so actually um it's, it's increased its number of, of daily active unique wallets. Um, that's from a very low base. Um, so there was a big collapse in, in activity on Tron at the end of, of 2019. Um, so it's picking up. It's still not back to kind of the, those, those levels. And what's really interesting was Tron, uh, sorry, EOS like Tron was a, was a very um, big blockchain for gambling dApps. That's basically all gone away now. There are still There's still a bit of gambling going on there. Um, but but it was down like 90 90 percent really on on a year ago um not really had not got any DeFi, very little exchange activity um, and so what's happened is actually games on on eos haven't really gone up very much uh, but they but they haven't declined so the big decline in gambling has, has basically meant that, that uh, games have become the dominant um kind of category at least in terms of daily activity on eos which is a, kind of a surprise in some ways, it's not a surprise because it's obviously quite a fast blockchain and doesn't have gas fees and and there's lots of kind of in some ways lots of advantages um, it has over something like Ethereum. Um, still not vast number of numbers of games on on EOS, um, but there are like a you know like a dozen or so um, and certainly half a dozen that, that are kind of gaining traction and, and finding kind of users. So that's interesting, an interesting trend to keep an eye on. Uh, when we look at some of the smaller um, blockchains, 
Um, I guess the interesting one that has been over the 2020 has been Hive and Steam. So Steam's been around as a blockchain for a long period of time, best known for the Steam it microblogging platform that was very successful a few years ago. Um, Steam it got bought by the Tron Foundation and Justin Sun. They took over those tokens. They made some changes to the Steam blockchain that the community didn't like. So the community um, hard forked and created the Hive blockchain. And now um, we've seen kind of a, like a conflict between those two. Um, communities but the hive blockchain has won out now so it, it has in a very, a very small couple of months a few, very few months it launched in march and um, that's become uh much bigger than steam so effectively um the the tron foundation have been has been left with the shell of what they thought they were going to acquire because all the all the um interested uh, committed people have left for this new blockchain called hive particularly interesting there is a game called splinterlands which is the most popular blockchain game now doing about six thousand daily active unique wallets um, and that that was that switched from Steam to Hive, and that was like the big um, kind of factor in, in Hive gaining more daily activity than Steam. Uh, another blockchain uh, briefly worth touching upon is Wax. So Wax uses the EOS um, kind of uh, SDK, so so it is sort of kind of compatible with EOS, but it's not EOS; it's its own kind of blockchain with its own um, kind of uh, validators. Um, a few interesting. Uh, kind of products there. They, they're kind of ones that have actually come from EOS. So there's a game called Prospectors that runs on EOS and Wax. There's a gambling dApp called EarnBet that was on EOS and now has kind of switched over to Wax. Um, so, so that's very small. That's only got about kind of 5,000 daily active unique wallets across all its dApps, has less than 20 dApps. Uh, but that's one to keep an eye on um, for the future. So, so there we go. Um, I won't go into any of the smaller dApps because there's not much activity there. And we do tend to see this that there's, um, you can technically, you can make a blockchain and you can have a lot of, raise a lot of money um, to, to create that kind of, kind of uh, technical asset. Uh, but getting developers to create the things that users want to, want to, uh, you know, mess around with, to uh, interact with, is, is much harder is that you, you can't really just you can't throw money at it i mean we see that with eos to some degree um these things are hard to bring everything together to make a um a a, a solid a a robust a and a kind of exciting ecosystem and really i have to say um still it's the case that ethereum is is the is the for all its faults is is the place where that has been created and that is kind of showing the, the um the benefits now of having lots of developers and having some, some kind of dev tools and, and having kind of stability um EOS and Tron's obviously still trying to do that, um, to trying to build that kind of ecosystem, but haven't quite managed it yet. We wait to see what happens with the new blockchains that are launching that are looking to do similar things to Ethereum, quite how they can um, uh, create that kind of depth of developer um, uh, support and, and, and more general community. We wait to see, but it's always fascinating. So thanks for listening to the, this uh, special <laughs> report version of the podcast. Back to normal uh, next week. Um, where we'll be discussing what's going on, uh, what's going to happen in the week of, uh, of, of, of DAP news and, and all that sort of stuff. So please do subscribe um, through your, uh, your podcast provider or you can find us on, the, on our YouTube channel as well. But uh, thanks for listening and hope to see you again soon.